In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success? Who defined it? Who decided that success was the goal instead of fulfillment? What happens if we shake up that definition? What if we make our own definition of success? My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and on this podcast, I'm going to dig deep into the real stories behind success. Join me as I interview other entrepreneurs who've climbed up Success Mountain and have come back down to share their stories so you can succeed. If you're ready to join a community of other entrepreneurs redefining success and finding fulfillment, go to BeFulfilledLife.com and join the community. Now, let's dive into today's show. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. It is the real stories behind success. My name is Tony Grubmeyer. Today, we are talking to Kara Parrish. I'm excited for this conversation. Kara has been helping me behind the scenes for almost two years now, making all the magic you see, almost in everyday posting and podcasting, everything that I kind of do. There's a Kara Parrish team member helping to make sure this all works. So I want you to know she knows what she's talking about, and I hope you pay close attention. She's done it to help me reach new audiences, and she can do that for you and also make a massive impact. And After working with all sizes of companies from individual startups to Fortune 500s, Kara has found the biggest growth comes from focusing on a personal brand within a company, and and she's kind of a little bit obsessed about this. She knows what she's talking about. She's also observed firsthand how companies with executives who grow their personal brands gain more brand loyalty, faster growth, and find business development opportunities with much more value. Kara develops custom solutions for all avenues of personal brands, including podcasters, authors, coaches, and consultants. Please welcome to the show my friend, Kara Parrish. Thank you. I'm going to have to thank whichever one of my team members wrote that. That was a really solid bio. <laughs> like it. Yeah, I like reading it because it's all true and I've been able to <laughs> witness it firsthand. So uh, you've listened to a few of my podcasts, so you know what's coming next. What is your definition of success? Helping other people. I mean, I know that that's so basic and so foundational and so ground level, but it's true. Um that's where we, we thrive. I've seen all kinds of levels of success in my roles as a marketer. People who have had extreme financial success, people who have had extreme success in terms of fame. And to be honest, their idea of how successful they were was completely internal. If they were helping other people, then those are the people that always seemed like they were the most successful. They were happiest. I love that. Prior to hitting record on this podcast, we had a chance to talk a little bit about, you know, stuff that's near and dear to my heart. And I know that, you know, I'm, I'm okay with saying like, I've had an interesting upbringing. And I think you can say you've had an interesting upbringing too. And when we sit and we're now two humans just having a conversation and allowing the world to eavesdrop in on it. The first thought that came to my mind when you saying helping other people and then listening to your bio and reading it, like, where did this come from for you that you wanted to go down this avenue, this path, that where you're at today, teams and building with people and helping personal brands, et cetera. Where did this come from? Oh, it's, it's definitely from my father. My dad is a small town entrepreneur and we have very similar personalities. So we never got along, <laughs> but then everybody who ever knew me and then met my dad was like, oh, wow. Yeah. So you're just like a carbon copy of this man. But he never had just one business. And my grandfather had multiple businesses and then they ran a family lumber company together. And then my dad, um, when my stepmom came in the picture, uh, she had all these ideas. And my dad is just one of those ideas to reality kind of guys. 
a lot like you. Like if you have an idea, you make it a reality. You, I don't think you can necessarily, um, I think people who are like this, it's just natural to them to do it. If you have a great idea and you know you can help people with it, you do it. And so then they added uh, storage buildings. We're from a, a middle of nowhere. If people wanted to store things or they were moving or whatever, they had to drive 45 minutes into town to find something. It was really expensive. And so my parents saw a need and they filled it. They created this storage building company. Then they created a campground because we had a bunch of uh, miners and pipeliners and stuff always coming through the middle of nowhere with nowhere to stay. And so we're really expensive having to stay in town and commute the 45 minutes every day. So it was always see a need, fill a need. It was never, we can make more money. It was never about like some sort of mogul kind of idea. It was just, hey, our community needs this and we know how to give it to them. And I've always kind of had the same feeling. You know, when we're working together specifically, I know I cause you frustration because of my creative uh, abilities to like, hey, let's get it done. And you're like, cool, my team will finish it by next Friday. And I'm like, I I'm done today. <laughs> I'm like- Most of the time it's I already did it. <laughs> I'm not telling you about something I want done. I'm telling you I did You've it. already done all the whole work on your side. And if I would have just better communicated at that, we could have probably solved two things at once. But what I, uh, I love about what you just talked about is seeing the opportunities that are all around you too and not- I mean, it's cool to stay in your lane, just do your thing. But like, I love the fact that you saw the need or, you know, your dad and seeing it like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to open this up. We're going to, instead of having people drive 45, we're going to make something available. And then from that stem, like, Hey, a campground and helping people to see that. What have you been able to take from what you saw and apply to you personally, like for you, because I now get these nice messages hey, there's a new person that would be great for your podcast to show up. So now, top of your business you're doing, you've got this new Podcara. So I want to talk about that too today because I think it's a really amazing service. Where's this genius in you? Where do you find time to just play or is everything that you do play? Oh, um, I have some really great business coaches and I'm always going to uh, you know, give credit where it's due there. I have great business coaches that really do push me hard to see what my own potential is. And technically uh, I have five companies and I've always been that way though. Even when I was doing corporate consulting, I was doing like entertainment marketing on the side. I like jumped in and was in a couple, I was in three reality shows. I did like um, calendar modeling when I was in college. I managed a bar. I, I've never had one job, never in the history of my life. I've always had at least three jobs at any given time. And I think creating the companies now, it's when I see that there's a clear need, that's when I create a company. So um, Care Parish Marketing has been around for, we're almost a decade old at this point, but that was from working in corporate America and seeing things that just weren't working, like just seeing people throw money around for the sake of throwing money around for not seeing um, what they were considering impact didn't feel like impact to me. And so I was like, I, I can do this though. I see like a clear path to how I could use all these marketing skills to actually have impact, to actually serve other people in a way that I clearly would have direct results. Like you and my other clients, I can log into anybody's social media right now and I can find a life-changing story. I can find someone whose life was changed because of what my clients were doing. And that's immediate impact for me. I can feel that. There's no question over whether or not what I did mattered. 
um, when I started working on Palkara, um, it's because there were all of uh, these clients that we had that were podcasters. Now podcasting is blowing up. And we had five different team members who were just working on go find some guests, get them booked, find shows for our clients to be on, go get them booked. It was took so much time. And I was like, this is silly. If we can Tinder and we can match.com, why can't we do that for podcasts? Why can't they just connect automatically based on the things that they need? Because we were always doing it with forms anyway, pre-qualifying people. So why can't we take that pre-qualification and turn it into an automated system? And that's where Podcaro was born. So it's an automated matching tool for podcast guests and podcast hosts. It comes right to your inbox and we're still running it completely free yet. I've thought about it a few times and we're eventually we're going to monetize it as my business coaches keep, uh, you know, bringing back up with me. But at the moment, I love what it's doing and I love getting the feedback and I love that it's just helping people. It's doing the thing that it was built there for. And then we have our publishing arm, which is Pubcara. And then I'm also the founder of uh, the West Virginia Hiring Group. And I have a mentorship program for girls. And I also have a company that is called Find My DNA Story, which I think you might actually love, even though I've never told you about it. Uh, But Pubcara is our publishing house. We do digital publishing, as you know. And then the mentorship program connects women, uh, young adult women, with women that are in the industry that they'd like to join for one-hour conversations where they can get networking opportunities. And that came from me not having that when I was growing up. There were no women I could talk to. And if there were women, I was terrified of them. I didn't consider myself a leader or an entrepreneur or any of that. It took Dove Barron grabbing a camera and looking straight at me, even though my camera wasn't on, to tell me that I was all of those things. And so that's where that came from. The West Virginia Hiring Group was in 2016, during all of the crazy political talk, the thing I heard most from home is people saying, we just want jobs again. We want good jobs again. And I didn't understand because I was like, I work in remote. I, I almost everybody I know is at least partially remote why can't we have remote jobs at home? And it was just that they weren't connected. So we formed this nonprofit job board where all these thousands of West Virginians, it's the largest Facebook group in the state now, but where all these West Virginians just have a constant feed of new job opportunities. It's all just see a need, fill a need. No, it's true. And I'm sitting here thinking and writing notes for the fulfillment round today, thinking, gosh, you're so talented. And Every time I call you, there's a story that you get to share, some exciting thing that you're doing. And I'm just like, that's adventure, right? Living out every single day, getting up, having fun and building and designing your life where you have a team helping you to do the things that, you know, maybe you could do, but it's not what you really should be doing and let you go live in your genius. So I'm curious as we get to the fulfillment round, I got some questions about your coaches because I think they've impacted your life in a big, big way. So one of the thoughts that came up listening to you describe your service and you're like, hey, it's free and you know, one day maybe we'll monetize it. And my thought goes, maybe I'm sure Kara's already thought of this, but I'm going to say it because I want it to be noted. Maybe all the services out there that are hosting could utilize a service like yours and tap into the leverage of it with basically saying, hey, I know you're thinking about starting a new podcast. I've got a great service that'll help you curate new guests. And then all of a sudden it's a feeder program for you. And then it becomes a much bigger thing. I know I'm probably not the first to say that to you. Just throwing that out. Thank you. There's been a a lot of uh, the craziest thing about starting this has actually been all the ideas that people instantly get when I tell them about it. I've had all 
kind I mean, yes, that is a great idea, but I've had also all kinds of ideas. I've had people that have just said, you know, can I pay you some big fee? I've got a book launch. Can you just, can I pay for the list basically? Like, can I pay for you to email everybody and tell them that I want to be on every show? <laughs> like, no, but I could probably give you all your matches as like an upsell, you know, if they opted into that or something, there's been all kinds of ideas. And I love all the ideas. The core of it though, is just I know that it was wasting an extreme amount of time for people and rejecting people who don't fit doesn't feel good either. There are all these elements that were terrible about the way podcasts. Oh, no. I get all those messages, right? They filter through to me and they're like, Hey, I've got 11 guests for you. I'm like 11 guests in one email. All right. This seems exciting. <laughs> and then you open it and then you don't respond right away. And they're like, well, Hey, what do you think of that? And I'm like, I don't know anything about these people and they're not the right fit. So I love what your service is all about because I think, that alleviates as a podcaster that feeling. And anybody listening right now, what we're really, really talking about is like if you would equate this to your network of influence or the people in your life, like you want to be matched up with people who enhance what you do. Not they're not a drainer, they're they're a driver. They excite you. They're like, man, I can't wait to interview that person, or I can't wait to have coffee with that person. That's all really Kara's talking about is she developed something in the podcast world for people to find the right guest to interview. Just like today. I've been sitting on Kara for a long time, like, come on my show, come on my show. And, you know, finally today we're like, here we are because we're just busy doing what we love. And now we get a chance to spend together. And here's what's crazy for you. I'm using my time that I have set aside for Kara to actually have her help me with this show for us to do this interview. So I'm trying to make this opportunity be a benefit to Kara because she's already here giving me 100% of her attention. And I'm asking her today to give something of herself to the show. So I thought it was really, really cool that the time I pay, I pay Kara to help <laughs> me build a brand, stay consistent in the marketplace. And this bright light of energy gets to shine today, just like she does. This is how she shows up every week, willing to give and just be awesome. So I want to say thank you for making my world better. Ah. Thank you for showing me like when I'm frustrated that it's just communication. Thank you for the support you give to my dear friend Dove, because if it wasn't for you working with Dove, I would probably have shut down my podcast, told myself I shouldn't do this. I should go in some other direction and waste all my other energy and resources. But podcasting to me is very much like me having this conversation with you. It reminds me of radio. And that was one of my biggest dreams as a kid growing up. I just wanted to be on the radio. So I just want to say thanks because it means a lot that you're here and the way you show up. Thank you. That was so sweet. I didn't know what to be more afraid of of this show. If you were going to make me cry, like in a really positive way, like this. The show isn't over. So. You are so. <laughs> give it time for me to cry for another reason. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> or if you, if we were going to go so deep, I'd end up crying that way. But I was almost positive I was going to cry. No, and you know the the interesting but, part, Kara. <laughs> so sweet. I've had great conversations with you that are our conversations about the hard stuff. And I like to live in the good stuff because that's where I find the most excitement. Like I've got a friend in my office right now. I jumped over from that to this and I'm like, Hey, I'm like, I'm being pulled in two directions. And the bottom line is, is when you get to the depth of a friendship and where you just can say, Hey, look, like your brand's off. These are the things that you're wanting to do. These are the things that your brand's asking you to do. I need you to make the shift. But I'm like head bent. I'm like, nope, I'm staying the course. And then like six months later, you're like, see, I told you so. Like if you would have just listened. And it's crazy because I could only imagine what you feel when everybody gives you their idea about how you can improve your service. Even me, I just at first to just 
knee-jerk reaction is in my, my line of work, I wasn't asked. I still want to give you my advice. So I want to flip the table really, really quick. I want you to name some things that are difficult when you work with me and then some of the things that are like easy and that you just love when you work with me. And I bet you that they're pros and cons. So I'm going to, I'm going to turn the tables, flip the mic, allow you to help me so I can grow. And then I want to figure out how we can grow because I think it's good. It's recorded, right? You have, every time I (laughs) log into Is this black now? (laughs) There's 50 freaking things recording our conversation, transcribe, messages, Slack, everything goes off. She is completely dialed in. If you ever are looking for somebody and you want help, and you have a brand and it's a personal brand and it wants to make an impact in the world and you're doing so. And if you want your impact to be like quadrupled, call Kara Parrish. She'll do that. Thank you. That crazy automation though, that's, that is Joyce Akiko. She was my ops and strategy consultant and one of my super good friends. And the dumbest thing I ever did was recommend her to a COO role to another one of my clients and she took it. And now I miss, <laughs> I miss being able to call on her whenever I want dearly. Uh, but that is a Joyce Akiko move. Pros and cons of working with you are challenges and wins. Well, I mean, the biggest challenge is that you're you're fast, you're a doer, you're an ideas to reality kind of guy. When you have an idea, it becomes a reality, sometimes before anybody else can catch up, and then sometimes just before anybody else knows it's happening, right? So you do have that tendency to just, um, not necessarily instead of bring an idea to me, but just to inform me something has happened. Like, congratulations, there's a new website that you've never heard of, or I have two new journals that are just live on the site for sale right now <laughs> where I'm like, wait, what journals about what, where did they come from? What, what are you talking about? Where are the funnels? And you're just like, Oh, I just, I did it. I made it happen. And so that can certainly be challenging, but at the same time, it's really fun. Like no one's ever going to accuse you of being boring to work with. Like you kind of keep us on our toes, but it's always in the best way too, because once you do something like that, I see exactly what you meant, exactly what you wanted, what you were thinking in that moment. And then I know what you need. So it's almost like you give me samples instead of just telling me an idea. You give me a concept as a, like a minimum viable product, the way an inventor, an entrepreneur would. You hand me an MVP and you say, hey, I built this thing instead of the way a lot of other clients will come to me and say, hey, I have an idea. Can you build this idea? You, so you just do it a little differently, which can, can be challenging sometimes, but it's also really fun. And I know it's true to your personality, so I'm never going to ask you to change it. I'd say that, you know, sometimes that can make it difficult. I'd also say, you know, you're kind of, you're on the go a lot. Even if you're sitting still and you're talking to me, your brain is doing two or three other things, right? Yeah, yeah. It's all, you all, I know, like I, you get certain expressions on your face where I know like the wheels are turning during our meetings because I almost never have my camera on. You always do. And I can tell while you're talking, I'm like, there's something else. Like he's about to go to a different lane. I can see it. And you always have a couple of different things going on. So sometimes I, I do have to do a lot of like, let's back up, back up. I think I say back up more than I say anything else. Back up, like, let's go back. Let's just like put a cap on this one and then we'll go to that one. But I think that's also kind of, when you work with personal brands, you really have to have a deep understanding of personality traits. And you can't, you have to learn not to fight against a personality trait. You have to be able to accept someone's personality for what it is 
And then you have to learn how to work with that. Because if you can't work with that, then you there's no way that you're ever going to get anywhere with that person. No matter what the trait is, aside from these, you know, I've all my clients have their pros and cons. Um, I have one client that I, I, she cries on almost every call. I love her to death. She's just very emotional. <laughs> and I feel so bad. I, mean, I used to feel so bad. Now I'm just like, it's okay. <laughs> it but happens. Everybody like, has it. Yeah. It everybody has their thing. I mean, I'd say pros of working with you, you are easily the most well-connected client that I have because you are always networking. It's always top of mind for you. It's always like, let me go shake my neighbor's hand. Let me go like scope out the room and see who I don't know. Or you're always looking for genuine connection and you're always interested in connecting other people. You're kind of a natural connector in your personality that way. Dove has a bit of that. Darren Virasamy is a, you know, another person who's got that kind of natural um, ability and energy to them, like where they're a natural spark for um, a spark on a live wire. You know, you connect two wires and you're the spark. You're one of those kind of people, which I really admire because I have social anxiety. So I'm the last person to do that. I have no idea any of my neighbors' names. And I get very, very worried when one of them comes close to my door. <laughs> it was so interesting. So getting ready to leave Thursday the past week, um, I had to stop by and say goodbye to my wife because I was about to shut down technology for four days. And anybody knows me. You said three things already that are like, yeah, she knows me. Um <laughs> Number one, I'm connected, so it's hard for me to disconnect. Number two, it's hard for me to sit still. I always have to be somewhere. I can never really just like be. And then the, the third thing for me is not that my attention, it's to be present and not to leave. These are things that I struggle and fight with. They're like my, the good things and the, and the interesting things. So I, I need to go say goodbye to my wife and I'm looking for her. And it's kind of partially been snowing here in Colorado. And so I go up the backside of a construction uh, area of where they're building new homes and our neighbor, our good friend lives in one. And so I think it's her house. And my wife had told me, she's like, I'm going to be in the garage. So I'm knocking on the garage door. It's the wrong house. I get it. Lady comes out. I'm like, hello. And I'm like, hey, is uh, Juliet here? She's like, I don't know who Juliet is. And I'm like, okay, thanks. Bye. It's the neighbor. It's the next door house. It's the house directly next to you. It, I was like, all right, I messed that one up. But that's my thing is I've always been a knocker. I've always been a person to introduce myself. That comes from my childhood. That comes from my mom working three jobs, trying to figure out how to put food on the table for my sister, myself, the need to go and be just interested in what people are up to. So I, from an early age, that was ingrained. If you want survival, if you want to make it, you got to go do it. And it's interesting because I'm talking to you and I'm like, here's a person who social anxiety doesn't have to leave her home and has networks and connections and help some of the biggest brands. I mean, you didn't even share some of the big brands that you've worked with over the years. I mean, they're, they're mind boggling. Most people would like fall on deaf ears. Like you did what with who, like what company? <laughs> so you're very well connected and you have a unique talent. And I just think it works for both of us. It's, it's, it's a unique thing in both how we show up and there's nothing wrong with it. I think it just is part of our, you know, our character and our nature. So what I want to do really quick is I want to take a break I'm going to come back and ask a couple more questions and then I'm going to bring you into the fulfillment round. We are talking today to Kara Parrish. You can learn more about Kara Parrish, karaparishmarketing.com. She's all about helping other people. I think that's a great quality to have. She's helped me immensely. And if you're a personal brand and you're listening today, like, wow, like everything she's saying is just like resonating with who I am and what I'm up to. And I'm like, 
maybe I'm exhausted and I just don't have enough resources available. I mean, Kara can find the resources necessary to help take and alleviate that thing from you so you can go spend more time in your genius because that's what she's been able to do for me. As good as I am and I love social media, she's helped me to understand social media. As as good as I think I am with SEO or branding online, she's been able to help tweak things and make my life and my brand grow faster. From like executing a new journal or the Be Fulfilled magazine at Ship Offer has been able to take it and say, hey, I'm not really great at magazines, but I can help you turn what you're looking to into something. Sure, we can do that. That's the type of person Kara Parish Marketing and her whole entire team are going to be able to do for you. So if this is you and I'm talking to you right now, you know who you are. You feel deep down inside, maybe you're ready for that next level or maybe you would love to learn about Pudcare and how you can have a new service help you to kind of alleviate the guessing game of what guess would be right for you. There's tons of services. She mentioned five companies and I'm like, shit, I only knew about two of them. So I have a lot to learn. Stick around. We're going to be back with Kara Parrish. Are you ready to break the mold? You know, so many people seem stuck in society, but you're not one of them. If you were, you wouldn't be listening to this. But I know for a fact that right here, right now, inside you, there's greatness. And a great way to help bring that out is the 12-week journey to fulfillment. So head over to BeFulfilledJournal.com and use the coupon code PODCAST and you get a special rate on us. It's our way to say thanks for listening. As well, there's access to a private community of entrepreneurs ready to support you and your business. That's BeFulfilledJournal.com. Now let's get back to this awesome conversation. Here's Kara and Tony. All right, we are back on the Be Fulfilled Podcast Show. My name is Tony Grebmeyer. Today, we've got the honor of talking to Kara Parrish. A little over two years ago, I was sitting on a uh, call with Dove Barron. It was just an interesting call, a perspective call. Dove was kind of looking at like branding and some questions, and he was asking his peers and some people that he looks up to. I kind of look up to him, so I'm honored to even be on this call. And here's this quiet, shy no video person just sitting there taking notes. And then all of a sudden she comes on and you're like, where did that come from? Oh, that's Kara Parrish. Everybody meet Kara. And I'm like, great. And over the years, I realized I couldn't do the Be Fulfilled movement by myself. I needed a team behind me. And so today is an honor to have you on the show. So welcome back. Thank you. All right. So uh, helping other people making an impact, a social introvert, doesn't want to leave the house, but man, you give you any type of topic, man, five minutes later, there is content. I know that it's not outsourced. It's coming from your brain and it is on point every single time. What do you love most about helping other people? Oh, the reaction, like that it's a chain reaction, right? So when I'm helping my personal brand clients, I do have that immediate thing where they're like, I need help with this. I need to get this out to the highest number of people. I need it to be on all of my social media. I need it to uh, get people onto my email list so I can communicate with them more. And then I need to sell these products that can help people. And that is also how I choose my clients. I don't pick clients that sell things that I don't believe actually make an impact on people's lives. So it's the chain reaction. I mean, yes, I get all that surface level marketing stuff that every other marketing person in the world gets, but I get this whole other level of their audience coming back and saying, this changed my life this way. This did this for me. I have the strongest relationship I've ever had with my spouse, or I um, made enough productivity time to start another company, or I finally got all the information I needed to like 
take that dive and start my first company. All my clients work in that type of, of space where they are all to some extent personal and professional development. And so they're impacting lives that are in turn impacting other lives. And we've got this big snowball effect of positivity that we get to bring from a marketing agency, which is abnormal. Most our marketing agencies are there to sell a product. The, the chain reaction impact long-term doesn't tend to be a thing that they get to have. And I get to live in that every day. I love that. And I, and I, it was interesting. One of the questions that just came to me, I cannot wait to ask in the fulfillment round. It is about your crow Marvin. So we're going to do that <laughs> in a few minutes. So I'm excited. There's a crow at her house. I can't wait for you to learn more about Marvin. Marvin shows up from time to time on our calls and had a big impact. Even Courtney from my executive team came walking in is like, Hey, any weird animals or anything <laughs> to see today? And, and then she was telling a story about these two. So I hope if you get, you're listening today, you may feel like this is a little different of a conversation because this is the reality of my life. When you have somebody like Kara impacting your life, she frees up so I can be my creative genius and love the lane that I get to be in. It's kind of like if you've ever worked in any type of franchise business, it doesn't matter, if, you know, working in a bar or whatever it may be. For me, it was Domino's. When I took the dough out, I knew exactly, you know, how to flip it, how to press it how to get it onto, you know, the line, the line had holes underneath it, or, or it was like where it could catch all the ingredients that were falling. So like you could clean less and you could actually be more efficient and now you could make a pizza in a matter of like 30 seconds. And I knew it cost 68 cents 20 some odd years ago to make a Domino's pizza. And I knew exactly working with Kara has allowed me to know what to do. It's kind of like step-by-step. Step. Like I don't, as long as I get to be creative, which they've never handcuffed me, I get to go do what I love. She gets to take care of the rest. And that's the stuff she really loves. So I'm going to ask this one question because I think it's curious just to, to hear your, your story around it. When I came to you with like the whole Be Fulfilled movement, the brand, the podcast, everything, what was your initial thought just on the name Be Fulfilled? Like, is that, to me, it's still, to this day, seems a little weird. That's all. I mean, you're a little weird, so it really lined up there. I love it. (laughs) No, I mean, the thing is, I am surrounded by hyper successful people. And even before I started my own agency, I was doing corporate consulting. I worked with MTV. I worked with VH1. I worked with Harley Davidson. I worked with all of these huge household names. And I've always had the fortune of being surrounded by people who are at what everyone else would consider really high levels of success. Even before that, when I was working in entertainment, when I was working in like reality television and everything, I was at the MTV Movie Awards. Seth Rogen once laughed at me because I was having a breakdown at a table because I was in an all leather dress and I didn't realize how hot it was going to be inside the awards. I was just sweating and I finally just like let myself melt off my chair into a puddle on the ground (laughs) in the (laughs) movie awards. I've always been surrounded by these various levels of fame and success, but there's these things that remain true, which is regardless of whatever level of fame or success you might be at or not at, fulfillment is not hand in hand with that. It's something unique to its own right. Whether or not you feel fulfilled doesn't mean that other people look at you and say, oh, they're doing really well. Oh, they're super famous. They're on top of the world right now. Or they're making so much money. Have you seen that new car, new house, whatever? That has no indication of how an individual feels inside. So 
for me, that is why Be Fulfilled rang so true, is that you had such a deep understanding of this. And even the way you start the show, when you ask people what success means to them, it's because you are acknowledging that it's not the same for everybody else. And even with the journals, it was saying like, hey, this is for all levels of entrepreneurship. This is to say that I understand that you could be a successful entrepreneur and still not be writing down what you're grateful for, or maybe even feeling grateful at all. There's so many levels to this, but you had such a deep understanding because your own path through entrepreneurship has had all kinds of roller coaster effects personally and professionally. So you got it on a level that you were able to talk about it where a lot of people can't. They just don't know how to explain what's wrong. Now, you can just write copy about that. We'll get up on the website tonight. That's okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, Kara, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring you into the fulfillment round. All I need from you is I am ready and I'll take care of the rest. I am ready. And now it's time for the fulfillment round. No phoning friend, no using the Google machine, no digging into storage for the Encyclopedia Britannicus. And I promise Tony won't make you cry. And if you don't know the answer, just make it up. The fulfillment round brought to you by shipoffers.com for all your product and fulfillment needs. Now, Tony... You ready to ask some questions? All right. So you mentioned these five amazing companies, these things that you're just, just excited about. I'm thinking to myself, she's the real entrepreneur. So what's on the horizon for you this year? What are some things that you could just paint the sky with a little bit and tell us maybe not give it all away, but just some things that you're excited about? Uh, I'd say the the two things that are the most in the works right now are the mentorship program for women. So we're using a lot of the same matching algorithm concepts from Podcara, but we're applying that to mentorship for women so that young women and women who are established in their careers get matched on some proprietary foundational elements that uh, give them the ability to connect with somebody who's in the role that they want to have someday to find out if that's really what they want and if so to start networking so that's going to be awesome and then uh, find my dna story is something i've been really quietly working on for a while now where my mom and my sister are both uh, genealogists. And so what we realized was giving someone's genealogy didn't give them these amazing stories of their families, all the things their families did, what they were like. It didn't give them all of that. And so what we did is we took my creepy marketing skills. Marketers are the creepiest people you'll ever meet. They know way too much about everyone living, dead, 10 generations ago, it doesn't matter, we can find it. We're very creepy like that. Um, so we took all those creepy skills and we applied them to regular genealogy skills. And what we do is we find the actual stories of people's families and we give them that instead of just their genealogy. Your story matters. I, uh, I'm getting the honor to go to Romania here in a couple of weeks for work. And when I was telling my mom, she's like, you just have to go a little farther and you'll know where your great grandfather's from. So, uh, yeah, we're doing all the research Amazing. and we looked it up and it's like the, one of the poorest areas they have a huge, uh, alcohol problem, but they make amazing wine. So, um, for the loss of like the word of what it's, the name is, all I know is that it's a challenge. And so we're going to try it because I wanted to be an archeologist when I grew up, all I wanted to do was go connect where people are from and why I'm here and who I am and what's my purpose. And Oh, you would have made such a good Indiana Jones. Oh gosh. You, you speak to my heart. That's one of my five movies <laughs> I could watch anytime. I can watch the last end credit and just feel like the guy on the horse in the last crusade riding away. Um, crazy story you can share from your past. A crazy story. Which one? I mean, pick a fun story. 
I've got riding bulls. I've got firewalking. I've got. So let's do firewalking. That sounds interesting. Not something everybody does every day. Okay. Um, I was actually a host of a podcast for a while when I was working a little bit in the startup world. I was working for Crowdfire and I was hosting their podcast and I was interviewing some of their um, most unique kinds of creators. And I met this wonderful man, uh, Barry, and he is a firewalker in Scotland. And we started the podcast and I really knew nothing about it. And but I've always been a little bit of an adventure kind of person, a thrill seeker, a little bit of an adrenaline junkie. So I was like, we, we had the whole conversation. I was like, I want to do this. How do I do this? And he's like, well, you can come to Scotland. And I was like, well, you've got a deal, sir. And so I flew to Scotland and I met the whole UK firewalking family and Steve Consalves, um, who used to work with Tony Robbins' team. And Barry talked me into his company is Phoenix Firewalk. He does every year um, and they're amazing. I go every year, I go, I'm going again in May, but every year they do all kinds of challenges that are meant to kind of invoke levels of fear. But the very first night we did three firewalks. And then by the fifth night, I did 108 firewalks in a row. So I just walked 108 times over lit fire and hot coals. Uh, and it was awesome. And I highly recommend it. That is a very cool story, but I think it's a really neat fact as well. So thanks for sharing <laughs> that. Um, what are you most proud of up to this point in your life? My baby sisters. And my baby brother, <laughs> my siblings, my siblings are amazing. I love them to pieces and they're all such brilliant minds and all of their own rights and just such amazing humans. You watch something grow up and it's so hard when they're, they're all at this age now that they're like starting college and you're like, God, you're, you're a human. You're a full grown human doing adult human things and it's stunning to watch you just you in your brain they always are like six and being adorable and still have baby voices and you're like you have a baby voice and you're going pre-med right now like that's what you are in my head you're not a doctor you're this little thing how are you a doctor like that kind of thing so in the beginning of the podcast you talked about people who've made an impact your coaches or whatnot i reserve this time when i hear that for them to get a shout out because a lot of times our coaches don't get enough credit they're no. the silent workers and the ones helping to make others highly successful. And part of it is just goes with the territory. Um, so I just thought, hey, how cool would it be for you to just shout out their names? And I would love to do that. So I had two coaches all through 2019 and I still am in constant communication with them. And that's Kimra Luna and Ruby Fremont. Uh, Kimra Luna is more pure business coach, but she's also coached me a lot into what it means to kind of own your, um, I mean, this sounds like a cheesy way to say this, but not um, the cheesy method of owning your authenticity, but basically not to give a fuck if people are not going to like what you put out there, not to have that level of anxiety, that it's about the people that you're here to serve. It's not about everybody because marketing is a real, can be a real sleazy, real cutthroat industry. <laughs> and we're terrible to each other. Marketers treat each other the worst, I would say of almost any industry. And so your stuff's often stolen too. Oh, constantly stolen. And so things are real judgy. Things are real sleazy. Um, it's not the kind of industry where you always feel so confident to put things out. And Kimra has never lacked that confidence with her bright pink mohawk and her punk rock background. She really brought a lot of that to me and gave me that ability. And then Ruby opened up a whole other 
personal space in my mind for everything that I was capable of and the things that I thought in my businesses that were holding me back that I thought were like business problems that I was like, Oh, I, I need more strategy here or I need better communi communication methods here. or I need another project management consultant. I need another whatever. And Ruby was like, do you though? <laughs> and then Ruby would actually tie, like she'd start unraveling that in my mind. Why do I think I need this? Why do I think that there's a problem? And when I got into that, a lot of it, what I realized was there wasn't a problem. I was just so used to fixing something as an entrepreneur. When you're growing a business, you're so used to putting out fires that I was creating fires that weren't even there. So I didn't. Power I, of the mind is a dangerous place to be. So sometimes you, it's great to have people like Ruby. I mean, I've, I've had her on as a guest. I've talked to her on the phone and I just love what she's up to. I think that's a, an excellent person that you can have in your life helping you because she's, she's a powerful person and really she doesn't give a fuck either. So that's a good thing. No. Yeah. They were both and they, I did a mastermind with the two of them together too, which was phenomenal. But Ruby's episode of this show is great too. So anybody who's listening to this episode, you should definitely go catch Ruby's episode after this. Well, I want to say thank you for sharing those. And last but least you and your partner, your partner <laughs> rescues animals, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So to speak, he's kind of a, um, he's a mountain man. That'd be the best way to, he's part bear. I'm not sure. He's So, you know, <laughs> this conversation probably a year, year and a half old. And, you know, one day I'm just kind of going back and forth and I hear this just loud noise coming from another room. And I'm like, what is that? And, oh, you want to meet Marvin? And I'm like, Marvin, the, what is Marvin? Marvin's a, what is it? one wing crow basically <laughs> he's an injured crow yeah he uh uh he lives in our like backyard sunroom uh area but yeah he's there's not a lot of rescue organizations or anything we tried that help crows so marvin's become like this extension of our family and he is very loud so anybody who's heard me on a podcast in the past year has heard marvin you can probably well mike is amazing so you might not hear marvin on this but uh, typically, if you're talking to me, you will hear Marvin, and he picked up the word hello. So when I'm on calls, there's just a very loud crow screaming hello, hello. <laughs> so, oh, have no. you heard? Have you heard the quote like if you if you were to like I don't know how it perfectly works, but something about the town parrot, right? If you brought your parrot into the town, what would the parrot say? There's a quote around this, and I'm not sure what it would be. If Marvin was out and about, what do you think Marvin would? Besides hello, what do you think Marvin would say about all of the kinds of conversations you've had, like helping people? What do you think Marvin would come up with? Oh, it would probably be something about a task. <laughs> like he'd be like, did we make a task out of that? He'd probably ask about a sauna, <laughs> honestly. Like he'd be a project management crow, <laughs> the town's project management parrot. That's what he'd be. Well, I got to tell you, it's been awesome. And one thing that I think I've probably screwed up with for two years, would you please say your first and last name? It is Kara Parrish. I get called everything though. Kara, Kara, the whole nine yards. I quit trying to fight it. Most people say Kara and then I've got to fix it. So with Pod Kara, I was just like, I'm not fighting it. Call it whatever you want. <laughs> just go to, just go there. Go to www.podcara.com and you can, you know, call it whatever you'd like. <laughs> So that's Cara. I mean, Cara Parrish. My name is Tony Grubmeyer. Thank you so much for being a guest today. I love it. I love the fact we, we took up our hour that we normally spend trying to strategize 
And I just get to lurk and learn a little bit more about your genius and realize the impact you're making in the world. And I love the fact that you're doing stuff to impact the world around women and give them a voice. So I know you and your team will put all the links that you need to learn about everything that you're up to inside at TonyGrebmeyer.com. You can simply click on Kara Parrish and you can learn more and listen to this episode and find all the show notes. So Go thank get you. the Be Fulfilled journal. <laughs> if you'd yeah. like to ever have five businesses, trust me, you're going to need it. I do it every night and every morning. I love it. Well, hey, that is Kara Parrish. My name is Tony Grebmeyer. And no matter where you go, no matter what you do, remember to choose in all things that you do, no matter when life gets freaking crazy and outrageous, to make today the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at www.tonygrebmeyer.com. Enter your details to get the first week of the Be Fulfilled Journal for free. It includes access to our private community of thousands of other entrepreneurs. It'll give you more clarity and freedom in your day. And it might just change your life forever.